Welcome back, everybody. This is the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And I'm still dead. I'm the host of this clown show. Um, we have uh, we have Ian, Ellie, and Ben tonight. And um, it, it's Ellie's birthday, so we wanted to make sure we had her on. So, um, oh, thank you. And, and yes, of course. And, and to even add to the comedic hijinks uh, for a few minutes, her, her parents are with her as well. And so this this could get just absolutely out of control. Yes. But but what the hell? What better way to end 2020 than <laughs> uh, than something like this? So um, Ellie, happy birthday! And and how are you doing tonight? We're doing very good, thank you. Just driving back from dinner, so I'm very not driving, good. luckily. So I'm all good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I. I yeah. Yeah. You, I didn't want you to be focused on this and and on the road at the same time. So if you're not driving, then fa- fantastic. Yeah. Um. I, you know, like like I said, we're we're not going to keep you long, but we wanted to make sure we got your thoughts uh, on the game, and also um, we we want to get a, a thought on your your prediction for the Browns game as well with uh, sure. with all the different things going on there. But um, you're one of the most positive Steelers fans out there, and and even you. We're cracking a little bit on Sunday as the Steelers fell behind. It was twenty-four to seven. Yeah. Um, how were you? How were you doing? Were you ready to just like go watch something on Netflix? I mean, what what was your state of mind? Ha. I definitely <laughs> didn't. I didn't want to leave them. I didn't want to leave them behind mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you. I've got to watch it. It's yeah. like watching. You know when you. Uh, come by on a car crash, car accident, you can't help Absolutely. Yes. That's kind of how that first half felt. I was watching in utter horror, but I had, I couldn't help myself but watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said on Twitter, I challenged everybody in the uh, during halftime to find one positive thing. You did. And most, I got over a hundred people found something positive about that team at halftime. So that kind of a, uh, helped me through those um painstaking first two quarters that's um, um that's incredible i i saw your tweet but i didn't realize you had that many positive replies yep. that's really good for steeler nation in a in a bad situation like that some were sarcastic some were like I'm well sure. i'm positive this game is almost over i'm positive that we will be one and done in the playoffs and i'm like okay well <laughs> i tried <laughs> You know, you did. And, I didn't um, have anything nice to say, so I posted pictures of my dog. <laughs> you right, did, you and did. that was that was all I could do. I was like, I got, I have nothing positive to say here. I'm, uh, <laughs> I got pictures of my dog that were really nice from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Well, and, and my that's daughter just how, had a my daughter yeah. had a giant poop, and cleaning that up was more pleasant than watching that first half. But I still stuck <laughs> through it. <laughs> well, I don't. We've, d- Wow. Yeah, she's six Ellie. months old. It is what it is. It's true. true. <laughs> I'm sorry. Finish your thought, Ellie. Um. So yeah, I, I was definitely feeling. I was. I was looking at the potential of what would it be like if the Browns won the North. Um, what would our seeding be? That oh. kind of stuff. Oh. I mean, you have to look at it from. If you look at it from um, a smart fan's perspective. Mm-hmm. What happened on Sunday was never supposed to happen. We weren't supposed to win that game. And more importantly, they were certainly not supposed to lose that game <laughs> um, against the Jets. Right. So right. Um, 
on on paper that was the exact opposite of what i think most people even the most optimistic fan expected to happen i even remember and i it stuck in my head it still sticks to my head now i can't remember which of the commentators said it but mm-hmm. right before kickoff at, uh, in going into the second half of the game they said one of them said the steelers have an almost impossible um cover the exact word but they almost have an impossible position to try and get back into this game yeah and i remember hearing that and thinking you know what if we lose again i can only hope that we just you know we just have some kind of miracle in the playoffs that's how i was feeling up until honestly up until the juju touchdown um, because even the deontay touchdown felt a little bit like a fluke the juju touchdown to me um told me that that dj touchdown was not a fluke that there mm-hmm. was potential in this offense it, it it's funny because i think there were people that felt the same way you did that mm-hmm. that oh my god ben threw a deep ball oh my god it was a great throw oh my god dj caught it okay well all right it's it's 24 uh, uh 14 i think that's mm-hmm. what it made the score right and yeah, um and 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 so you know yeah i i think people felt a lot of 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 how you were you were feeling at that point but yeah you know ebron and um of course uh um juju there and and so that's did, even then though we had to hang on defensively um yes. were were you still kind of sensing um, were you still seeing what you mentioned a minute ago about how the Browns perhaps winning the North and all the ugliness of, of what that looks like? Absolutely. Because <laughs> I feel like multiple games now um, in this season, we mm-hmm. have come down to this point where we've given too much time on the clock and we've handed the ball back over. And mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, like, there's only so many times that our defense can cover our ass on this. And eventually this is going to come around and bite us. And I thought this was the game because not that I rely on that. I think Philip Rivers is a great, is the best quarterback comparatively to other um, games that we've ended up down to the wire, but right. it just takes one good throw or one good run. And we would have lost that game. And so I was disappointed to be honest, even though I was so over the moon, excited about the outcome of the game, I was right. disappointed that once again, it required a defensive miracle to finish the game off. I feel that has happened at least three, if not four times this season. Well, well it has. That's kind yeah. of that's kind of the strength of of this defense is that mm-hmm. generally speaking, when they need to make a big play, they can do it. They are yeah. that talented a group. Now we had a few weeks where we had a, a lot of issues with linebacker depth and Mm-hmm. And some issues creating plays, and then Bud went down, and it got even harder. But the core of that group is still there, and that yes. mentality is still there. Mm-hmm. Cam talked about that today. You know, he's like, okay, well, you know, we're only down by 14. We can do this. Okay, we're only down by, you know, seven. seven. We can do this. We're only down by three. We can do this. It was it was that kind of a thought process. Three is nothing. We can do this. We can make mm-hmm. this happen. And they just kept charging themselves up yeah. from halftime on. And I think – I think that mental focus is what carries them late in games and helps them create opportunities like that. Mm-hmm. And I just want to add something else too. That was a great point about the Deontay touchdown feeling empty. And I think it kind of particularly felt empty because almost the same thing happened the week prior against Cincinnati that they came out after halftime. Ben suddenly looked a little bit better. He threw a 
beautiful deep ball to Deontay Johnson for a touchdown, almost the same route, you know, a go route right down the, the right sideline. But then we never did anything else after that. So that Deontay right. touchdown cut it to a 10-point game against Cincinnati. And we, uh, I guess we got it to seven with a Benny Snell touchdown in the fourth quarter in that game, but never, never really got within striking distance. Mm-hmm. But in, in this point. one, you know, not only did we get that touchdown, but then we got a defensive stop and another touchdown, and we were able to continue building on it. And I think also that Deontay touchdown followed that um, the four and out at the goal line, or you know the the it, it, true. So that it you know we we still had some lingering negative feelings on the <laughs> um, you know yeah. getting stuffed four times from the one yard line. Mm-hmm. That was horrible. Yeah. Really uh, so, Allie, before we uh, let you go there and enjoy the rest of your birthday, um, what, what do you think about this week with Cleveland? Of course, Ben is, is going to be standing on the sidelines with a headset on. Mason Rudolph will be the quarterback. The Browns apparently now have more COVID issues. What uh, what, what do you think happens on Sunday? Um, I was actually talking to a, um, a friend who lives in Ohio who's a Browns fan. And I was saying that I do feel that the Jets game was an anomaly for them. I don't think that mm-hmm, the Browns mm-hmm. team that they have right now should have, that shouldn't have gone down the way it did. They did have most of, I think almost their entire wide receiver core was out yep. with a uh, close contact. So I don't think that that would have ordinarily happened. Um, that being said, it wasn't, you know, Baker was making enough mistakes. True. So, so um, I would say if they're back to full strength, I'm not sure who of their team is, they have, they have 10 guys on the list right now. Total. Are they, uh, in offensively speaking? Um, it... Offensively speaking, I I don't know of any starters, but there are there are two defensive starters right now that are that are out. Okay. And at least one of them will not be available right Sunday but more importantly it seems as though they may be in the middle of an outbreak so there may be more mm-hmm. positives between now and Sunday and their facility is closed they can't practice no no so is there a ch- virtual is there a chance that the game might not even go ahead <sighs> uh to this point the NFL in, in has my, not done in that in my opinion at all. the uh the browns are shit out of luck i'm just going to be blunt uh-huh. They are. Uh, the NFL has already said yep. they are not going to postpone games for competitive reasons. They're only going to do so if there are medical reasons, and mm-hmm. that would mean basically that the Browns couldn't field enough players. They can field right. enough players, so they're going to make them play. Unless okay. you are good enough at lying and manipulation, unless you are <laughs> as John good Harbaugh. as John Harbaugh, <laughs> John Harbaugh. and T. <laughs> Biscotti, let's not, let's not forget the yeah. Ravens owner, Unless you're that good at manipulation and lying, you are not going to get a postponement. And I don't think the Browns are. I no. would say I don't even know if they would try. To be honest with you, I I, I don't think that no, they would try. I don't think so either. I think this game does go ahead. I'm fairly confident anyway. I would say if they don't lose any starters, they have a lot to play for. They do. They're playing against Mason Rudolph, which uh, you know, <laughs> embarrassing for them. They have beef with. Um, I would say that it would be a tough game um, mm-hmm. and I would rather um, we didn't lose anyone to injury and we continue to be first place in the North and give them a win and they make it into the playoffs. Yep, that sucks, but it's right. likely, you know, it happens. Um, maybe they'll be one and done. 
I would say if we if we win, it will be a very close game. I don't see us blowing them out with them only being able to score seven points like they did earlier in the season because mm-hmm. you can't deny that they have improved this season. Like I said, I think the Jets game was an anomaly. So yeah. um, a close game is what I would predict. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to predict even with Mason, I don't know how much you want to blame Ben for the way the games have been starting, at least in the first half of these games recently. Mm-hmm. I think even with Mason, we're going to have maybe another scoreless first quarter or at least um, not many points scored in the first half of the game. I just feel that that's something that's becoming a little bit of almost like a tradition for us at this point. Um, so I don't see it being a very high scoring game. Um, I'd be surprised if we scored more than what we did on um, Sunday. So, so do you, just to put you on the spot here, do you, do you yeah. like the Browns to win a close one then? No, I like the Steelers to win. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I'm just uh, making sure. Defensively. <laughs> I think that if we don't rest, so if we don't rest our best, I really would be surprised if um, we couldn't give Baker Mayfield a run for his money. Um, offensively speaking, I don't expect us to perform miracles, especially if it mm-hmm. if we do rest other people. I'm not sure who you would rest from the from mm-hmm. that because I can't really yeah. think of anybody who's really a vet other than Ben and Big. Well, Al and... I, I think Pouncey, DeCastro, De perhaps you know, yeah. but yeah, you can't rest everybody, unfortunately. But no. um, yeah, so okay, all right, then we'll we'll write you down for a close Steelers victory then. Yeah, sure. and um, yeah, and then I'll I'll get the uh, predictions from the guys uh, towards the end of the show. But um, hey, thanks for jumping on. Go enjoy the rest of your birthday, and and tell your parents thank you for for um, uh, let, letting us steal you for a few minutes. And, yeah, uh, and sorry and, if you yeah. could hear them in the background. They were just oh, they were great. No, they're they fine. Just... No big deal. No, yeah, they... no. You know, my mom's totally had a fine. few. She's having a really good evening. I think it's her good. birthday, actually. So, yeah. Well, excellent, excellent. We will uh, <laughs> we will talk to you very, very soon, Ellie. So have a good rest okay. of your birthday. Okay, bye, guys. Bye-bye. Good night. All right. Uh, so, gentlemen, we'll, uh, we'll we'll pick up where we usually do here and, and just dive into this. Guys, it was 24-7 we had just turned the ball over on downs because we could not get a freaking yard to get in the end zone. Um, the, the, the Colts ran a uh, really interesting play, quite frankly, um, on third down, they threw the ball in their own end zone and came out about six, seven yards and uh, punted. And that's when Ben hit uh, Johnson on the next play. Um, so you know, I, was, I was just about to tweet after that, pass yeah. happened that philip rivers had more completions in our end zone than ben roethlisberger did but Ouch. i decided not to just because Ouch. i i didn't want to and honestly i didn't tweet it because i didn't want to log on to twitter and see what everyone else was tweeting at that point because i was so sick after what happened to the uh, four players well, the yeah. so so yeah ian go ahead and um uh, what what was your overall thought? What was the catalyst to this comeback? I mean, obviously Ben looked better, the offensive line. I mean, there's a lot of things, but what what really stood out to you as you were watching this thing unfold? Uh, what really, I mean, what really stood out was Ben started pushing the ball down the field. Uh, you know, he mm-hmm. he's he. This we talked about this 
many times before on the podcast that, you know, when all you're doing is those shallow crossers, the, you know, short comeback routes, all that stuff, the, the safety starts sneaking up. You get a lot of guys in the box, which is why you can't run the ball. And, uh, the, you know, your, your guys don't have a chance to make any yards after the catch either because they're just getting tackled right on the spot. But, you know, all of a sudden start pushing the ball down the field and teams playing cover one against you. There's a lot of open space, you know, yeah. 10 plus yards down the field. And, it uh it really opened things up it made the corners back off a little bit and um you know ben just kept pushing it and kept finding the open guys and whether or not that was ben drawing up plays in the dirt or calling the right hot routes or Mm -hmm. randy feekner suddenly not becoming blind uh, i don't know um (laughs) i I saw ben today kind of had to backtrack he was like oh no no randy randy's good randy's good i thought he got some (laughs) criticism because people were saying that i was drawing these plays up but but randy randy knows what he's doing so whatever um yeah ben's ben's defending his guy but but really to to the point that ellie made earlier you know Mm -hmm. i really didn't feel like we were back in the game until the ebron touchdown like deontay's touchdown did feel kind of empty to me i was like okay we did this last week you know they've yes. been all over us we'll see we'll see what happens right because um you know if you look at how the second half went the colts got the ball to start came out and kicked a field goal mm-hmm. um then we drove it all the way down the field it's like okay we drove you know got the ball in claypool's hands which good things happen when he touches the ball we should yep. keep doing that i don't know why we got away from that the last four weeks and then uh you know, we got stuffed on the goal line, so they were backed up. That wasn't really a, a normal offensive drive for them. So after mm-hmm. we scored, it was like, okay, they're going to have another normal offensive drive. Let's see what we can do. Well, um, you know, Avery Williamson got a sack, which he finally started playing like, uh, you know, very I'll say a productive game. He, he looks very, yeah. He looks more comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would say that too. I'll say he started playing more like the guy we thought we were getting. Um, you know, he's still limited in some capacities in pass coverage, but you're right. He he's more he's just reacting to what he's seeing, and there's less processing that he's doing. He's not sitting there thinking. He's just mm-hmm. reacting. Um, but one thing I, I mentioned last week on the podcast uh, was the the difference in the Colts first and second halves this year and I actually looked up the numbers um so this is including this past week's game but Mm -hmm. you know season long Philip Rivers in the first half nine yards per attempt 117 passer rating 18 touchdowns in the second half 6.3 yards per attempt so almost three yards less Mm -hmm. 75 passer rating so you know 117 to 75 that's a big drop and only five touchdowns um in total, the Colts' offense has scored 28 first-half touchdowns and only 13 second-half touchdowns this year. Weird. And so, I mean, you you take out the three touchdowns they scored against us all in the first half, that's still a 25-13 to 13 differential. So I mentioned it last week on the podcast that, um, you know, the, the Colts had been a, a good first-half team but kind of got into a shell in the second half, and we saw it happen again. They they were running the ball great in the first half, and for some mm-hmm. reason they decided to let Phillip Rivers throw the ball in the second half Unbelievable. instead of just handing it off to Jonathan yep. Taylor, like, who was killing us in the first half. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of it was the Steelers having success on offense and the defense showing up and playing well, but yeah. also, you know, some some – credit to the Colts coaches for calling <laughs> dumbass plays as well. 
Well, I, I, I agree with you. And, and I, we, we were talking a little bit in the post game about the fact that they, you know, I think they ran 19 times in the first half and only nine in the second half. And, you know, but, but, uh, you know, some of the defensive calls were quite questionable as well. But Ben, what you know, what were you seeing as as this thing unraveled in um, in Pittsburgh on Sunday? Well, pretty much what Ian talked about, and you know, Ben was pushing the ball downfield, but you could see him walking up to the line and yelling at his receivers and changing the play at the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was evident that he was kind of making shit up as he went along, and he was also pointing at guys. And generally speaking, when Ben is pointing at someone, he's telling them what route to run. So not only does the receiver know what route he's supposed to run, now the defense knows. (laughs) (laughs) And it's still working. And, you know, it's that kind of thought process. Um, And it it did work because they started stepping back on their heels and waiting. Mm -hmm. Where in the first half, the Colts defense was coming straight at us. They're reading their keys pre-snap coming right at our offense and about I'd say 85 to 90 percent of the time they were right they guessed right based upon based upon the pre-snap formations and motions they guessed right and they played it right off the bat and they they played a great half Mm -hmm. the tide turned obviously in the second half because Ben was doing a bunch of stuff they weren't expecting but then you need to look at the other side too yep yes Yes, the Colts came out, drove the field, got a field goal, first series. But then after that, they had a three and out, another three and out, five and out, three plays and an interception. You look at that, if you look at the the drive chart for the second half, most of it was three and outs. Mm -hmm. Um, Their last drive was 11 yards, and it was, excuse me, 11 plays, and it was a fairly long drive, but they were in a hurry up. Yep. Got eleven snaps off, and they got shut down on downs. That that was huge. That stand at the end of the game, Steelers defense Man. really stood up in the second half and started playing better. Most importantly, and let's not forget. Just jumping in there, though, let's not forget that that would have been a five and out if Stephen Nelson hadn't been flagged for a questionable pass interference call on a True. play that negated his interception. Uh, I, I so. thought the the the. Um, there was definitely contact there. There was really contact. Okay. But he also got face masked on face masked on that play and it was not called. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should have, in my mind, it should have been offsetting. Uh, it wouldn't have mattered. They would replay the down, right. but uh, calling him for DPI in that situation and ignoring the fact that T Y Hilton grabbed his face mask and turned his head away from him. I, I'm like, okay, well that, you know, you go back to the spot of the, of the original snap and, and mm-hmm. you play, you know, it's play no over. play play over again. Exactly. Um, but I kind of lost my train of thought when Ian jumped in. Um, sorry. All right. Uh, <laughs> second half. Yeah. Uh, most the, the thing that really jumps out the Steelers from the Steelers defense from the first half to the second is they tackled much better mm. in the first half. They missed tackles left and right. Yep. All over the place. In particular, Vince Williams, who is a really sure tackler. I was really excited that he was going to be there because Taylor is a tough runner. And I knew we were going to have some tough sledding with him coming out of the backfield because he just doesn't go down. And he was missing tackles on Taylor all over the place. In the second half, that defense tackled 
mm-hmm. much better, so much better. It was there was determination there. They were not taking any crap. Mike Hilton was grabbing guys by the ankle and not letting go. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it was that. It was that kind of effort where guys were just like, "Nope, I am not. It's not happening." The rest of the guys yeah. will get here and they'll take you down. And it was that kind of a mentality where one guy got on him and then he get hit three and four more times, and he get dropped. Where in the first half, Taylor, Taylor was breaking three and four oh. and five tackles. It was embarrassing. Yeah. So that that's the biggest difference defensively from my standpoint. <laughs> Those guys missed a ton of tackles in the first half. It was just like, whoa, where did this come from? What well, the heck it, is going on? And I, you know, yeah, they could have gone back to the run, and maybe they should have. Um, but honestly, at, at a certain point, it becomes a situation defined by, by momentum. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers' defense had it all. For the for almost the entirety of the second half, except for that first drive, they had all the momentum in the world. And I and I think at the NFL level, and I suppose you can make this argument at at the collegiate level as well. But I think what happens is when the the opposing offense starts to put together a few things, e- even if they aren't scoring drives, but they're successful long drives. I, I think there's like this tendency amongst a lot of coaches to start thinking, oh man, I, we can't run the ball. I got to throw the ball. I'm going to have to score points. That other offense is just heating up, you know, and that's the, kind of the feeling I had from, from the Colts and, and Frank Reich. I, I just, I just had this feeling that they felt like, okay, they've pulled within, uh, you know, 20, uh, what was it? 24, 14 here. Uh, I think we better score some points and not sit on the ball. And, and I, you know, far be it for me. I'm not an NFL head coach, but it just seemed like that was was part of their thinking as to why I thought, they abandoned. Yeah, I thought when when the Steelers got the second touchdown, mm-hmm. and it was 24-21, because they, the Steelers came out, first drive, got a touchdown, they're down by 10. Okay. They get another touchdown, now they're down by three. Now, all of a sudden, the pressure is on the Colts, and their last two drives were both three and outs. Yeah. So now it starts to play games with your head, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Our last two drives were three and outs. And these guys are driving the field now, and they're scoring on us. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, you know no, what I mean. I, and and that yeah. that's the point at where I think it flipped right there. That that's that's exactly where I was getting at too. Um, I I felt it too. And um, real real quick before I move on, don't forget you are listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated, serving Broward in the southern Palm Beach counties, whether it's commercial, residential, multifamily, or condos. Contact Deck Roofing at deckroofing.com. Um, I have one Ian, more thing. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Ian. Go ahead. I, I think one, one other factor that made a big difference in this game that was distinctly noticeable mm-hmm. was that this was the first time in a while we faced a quarterback who was almost completely immobile. That there was zero threat of quarter of him running the ball and scrambling out of the pocket. Um, you know, we've we've faced a few quarterbacks. Ryan Finley beat us a few times with his feet, which yep. was shocking to see happen. I mean, Josh Allen, we all know what he can do. Uh, the the Ravens, whether it's Lamar yes. Jackson or RG three, whoever's playing for them, um, you know, we've we've faced some guys that are capable of making plays with their feet. I mean, even going back to to Ryan Tannehill to Carson Wentz to I mean, even Baker Mayfield in in good times, Deshaun right. Watson, Daniel Jones. We faced a lot of quarterbacks this year that are capable of making plays 
out, outside the pocket True. and just, you know, scrambling up the gut for yards too. No, uh, I, this I was agree. really the, the first time that in a while we didn't have to worry about that at all. And it made a big difference in the pass rush. A lot of it was we were just sending four guys and dropping right. seven and letting those four just wreck havoc. And it worked really, really well because Philip Rivers is awful if you make him move off his spot and is really damn slow once he starts to have to move too. Yeah, and, and gonna, Alex Highsmith didn't have a ton in the stat line, but yeah, man, ton he of pressures. Ton yeah. of pressures. Ton yeah. of pressures. I'm gonna yeah. kind of disagree with Ian, but not really. Um the thing you you heard from Steelers players after the game was how much Rivers made them stop and think because of all of his damn adjustments. He was calling out their adjustments when they made them yeah. and countering them. And making them think. So they, yes, Ian, you're right. They were just sending four guys and saying wreak havoc in the in the backfield. We just want you to get to him. Just right. get you to Rivers. Worry about contain. You, yeah, and, and no, that was that was yeah. part of the reason the run worked so well in the first half, in my opinion. That and all the damn missed tackles. But yeah. um, you know, the outside linebackers weren't playing the run at all. They were just going straight at Rivers. I was like, okay, is this going to work? Is it not? You know, but then. All the linebackers to a man said, this guy made us stop and think and rethink and reconsider and reconsider. And that's how you get off your game mm-hmm. mentally. It's when that guy gets in your head. So, yeah, physically, he's not that threat. But from a mental standpoint, you know, he's he's a good tactician. And they I mean, they were making comparisons to Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I personally don't put him in Tom Brady's class. No, I wouldn't go there either. But I'm just I'm just repeating what these guys said. Yeah. I, I think the comparison is that the ability to diagnose, adjust, and then force you to adjust. And I to me, I would put the difference at our guys were able to adjust to Phillip Rivers, whereas in many, many past instances, I don't think we had the time and the quickness to adjust to Tom Brady, if, if that makes sense. I, I think. No, just, I, I agree yeah. with you. He 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 would make one or two little adjustments, and, and a lot of it was just hand signals and looks, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and we couldn't see it coming, and boom, it worked. Uh, where with Rivers, he was yelling stuff out. It, it was a little bit different. But, again, conversely, Mm-hmm. The Colts defense couldn't adjust to Ben in the second half at no, all. Didn't they didn't know what the hell he was doing, and he was telling them what routes the receivers were running. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. basically he was going, I'm telling them what they what routes to run because I know what you're gonna do when they run that route, and I know who's gonna be open, and that's where I'm throwing the ball. And they still couldn't adjust to it. So hey, kudos to Ben for making that work. You know yeah, saying? and, and he's, he's a part smart of what, guy. There's a reason that he's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he he's not this is not his first rodeo. Um no, by any stretch. Um hey, and, and what are you guys drinking but tonight, by the way? Uh I have uh well I I had three fingers of maker's mark. Uh that's mm. what I started with. Uh Ian. I am drinking a Christmas beer from Evil Genius Brewery called Santa. I know him. Evil Genius Brewery. Yes, they are out of Philadelphia, and everything I've had from them has been great. I okay. found them because they made an IPA called Han Shot First. And being the big Star Wars fan <laughs> that I am, I was like, I got to try this. And it was it was wonderful. And then they had a a, a porter called like new phone who dis and uh 
then there was another like uh like chocolate stout called i'll, I'll have what she's having and i i i got like i got a well, bunch of like, mix and match they're very creative i got some like mix and match six packs and uh yeah everything i've ever had from them has been fantastic so if you see a evil genius brewery evil genius. beer Highly recommended. Less, Probably less... won't drink it because the first thing I'll see is Philly and I'll go, I, fuck that, not drinking yeah. it. Yeah, I, I was turned off at the sound of Philly. <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah. know. Last week I was drinking the Southern Tier uh, 2X Christmas Ale, which uh, behind the Great Lakes Christmas Ale. So, so and, these Christmas beers, are they like yeah. 12% or what? Uh, yeah, I think so. The, the this one might be like seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, Southern yeah. Tier is a good brewery. I, I I've Southern, always enjoyed Southern it. Tier is yeah. by far my favorite brewery. It is yeah. everything I've ever had from them has been great. Yes. Well, I I had three fingers of Basil Hayden, which was what I was drinking last week. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. gone. I drank <laughs> it all. Um, I'm working on my second Boneyard RPM IPA, which is absolutely delicious. And Damn. you guys probably can't get. No, no, probably not. But I, I got to go down to my local emporium and start checking out some of these beers, though. Um, what I do want to uh, mention, though, is um, as I segue to this next question, I, I do want to give props to the offensive line, who uh, w- was atrocious in the first half. Um, they kept Ben Roethlisberger clean in the second half. Um, they did. And and that's your job. You're When you're down by uh, uh, three scores – Got to keep the quarterback clean if you got any shot of, of coming back, and they did. Now, the reason I mention that is because uh, this is my question. It, is this the Steelers' offense as we enter the playoffs? I don't. We're not going to see it Sunday, okay? May, we'll talk about Mason shortly. But is, is this what the Steelers' offense needs to be? Just say, hell with the running game. Ben, you know the offense. You know what personnel you got. Let's go. Ian, take that one first. What what are we doing here with the offense? Uh no, you still have to run the ball. And yes. Ideally, if James Conner takes this week off, he could be healthy going into the playoffs, mm-hmm. which would be the first time we've had a starting running back oh healthy going into the playoffs since I think that year that we played Miami and Kansas City in back-to-back weeks, and Le'Veon Bell like broke all the team rushing records, yep. and then we went to New England for the AFC Championship game, and Bell got hurt on like the second play. Was that 2016? Yep. I think it was. 16, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and really, even the years before that, that we made the playoffs, we, I mean, we've we played Fitzgerald Toussaint, we played yep. Felix Jones, we played. I mean, we've played a, a plethora of bad running backs in the playoffs just mm-hmm. because we had so many injuries at that position. I mean, even the years we had D'Angelo Williams, he got hurt before the playoffs. That's so right. It was, you know, we, we haven't had a healthy number one running back going into the playoffs in a, in a while. I mean, mm-hmm. once in the last decade, if you want to look at it that way. Because, um, yeah, yeah, once in the last decade, pretty much. So, um, you know, I think that makes a difference having a, a fully healthy James Conner. And I think him having yeah. another one. Oh, yeah. Another week off. Kevin Dotson makes a big difference in there. He's Huge. a much better l- run blocker than Filer is. He's a, actually just much better offensive lineman. Yeah, than I Filer think that is. ship has sailed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think you have to run the ball somewhat. I also think Connor is probably your best blocking back in there on third downs to to make sure. things up. That yeah, that definitely. touchdown that touchdown that Ben threw to Juju. Connor and Ebron double teamed an edge rusher and just sealed it up to give Ben enough time to, mm-hmm, to make that mm-hmm. throw to Juju. And that, that makes a, a big difference too. 
I have well, I'd be, cry, I'd be crying if I were the Colts too. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but nevertheless, yeah. I mean, I I you can't just you can't just throw the ball. Mm-hmm. But I think what you have to do is push the ball down the field continually. You have to you push the ball down the field. That moves the safeties back, and that opens up the running game too. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let let me play. I'm not saying you abandon the run by any stretch. Um, in fact, when the Steelers did run the ball um, in the second half, it worked. Second half, it worked because they so were why able was to throw that? the ball because right, they right. they only had seven guys in the box. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I guess let me be a little more specific. Do you think that when the playoffs come around here in another week or two, um, we might see Ben Roethlisberger more and a little bit more no huddle stuff? pushing the ball downfield, or do we revert back to this three-yard passing game? I really hope we see more of Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> pushing the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, between the numbers, uh, intermediate throws, right? you know, crossers, slants, digs, easy. You know, I mean, I don't want to say Ben can't throw outs. He still can. Yes. But I, I you know, and he can still throw deep. He's just not fantastic at it at this point. Um, I still didn't see a guy on Sunday who was stepping into his throws, even his deep throws. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the reason in the first half, I kept saying he's throwing the ball late. He's throwing the ball late. No. When I watched the film, he was throwing the ball on time for Ben. The problem was the ball took longer to get there. <laughs> that's why That's why from, from my perspective, watching it from the TV angle on Sunday, it looked like he was throwing it late because mm-hmm. it was arriving behind as, behind as opposed to leading receivers. It it was arriving behind them or short. And it was just like, yeah, okay. Now I get what's going on. And it's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing we've been talking about for weeks. He's not stepping into his throws. I would say his back and his knee are both bothering him. Um, I think it is absolutely imperative that they rested him this week. I am glad yeah. that they are. Yep. Uh, people that are insistent upon the fact that they the Steelers should have gone all out and try to get the number the the second seed. Why? There, there's why? no. Yeah, it doesn't make it, any it, sense. It makes no damn sense at all. No. If if we go into the playoffs with a gimpy Ben Roethlisberger, we have no chance. Yep. None. Giving him a week off right now makes more sense than anything that Tomlin has done all year, mm-hmm. frankly. And, and, right, and and understand there's no there's no bye week for for a two seed. The no. one seed gets it exactly. That's it. So the two so, seed has to yep. win three games too. Yep, that takes it out of the equation. Um, if you play him on Sunday against the Browns and he gets hurt, do you really think you got a chance? No, you're done. Mason? You're done. Season's over. Okay. Um, so I'd rather this play is, Duck or, or Dobbs. Dobbs, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the right call. Sitting him is the right call. Um, and and so Ben, let's just segue right to that. Uh, Mason Rudolph is going to get the start. This is going to be uh, other than a, a, a three play series in Dallas. We haven't seen Mason since last year. Um, I, I mean, maybe maybe the current Randy Feetner offense benefits him because. Uh, you know, he's become captain checkdown, and, and let's face it, all these throws are just three yards here, three yards there, four yards here. Maybe it benefits that's not, them. I, that's I, not, I, you know. Well, you know what I mean. Okay. 
I'm going to be frank. Ben has had guys open this year, too. Yep. Um, he's trying to get the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible. Um, he's not holding it, and mm-hmm. guys are getting open after he looks at the read. They're, when he looks at it initially, they're not open. He moves to the next one, the next one, the next one. He needs to get the ball out of his hand right now. Yeah. Okay, so he's not going back. I think what Ben used to do was he'd go through four reads, and then he'd go through the four reads again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, While and then running. And then if he still didn't have a guy that he thought was was open, they'd do the scramble drill, mm-hmm. and they'd all just move around until they got open, and Ben would throw it. And all that off-script stuff that Ben used to do was what you know what made Ben Ben. It was just like, yes. God, how do you how do you prepare for that? You Drill can't. Coordinators nuts. Yep. Yeah. So, so um, you know, he, and I, I'm not saying he's that guy anymore. I I don't see Ben running around scrambling for his life. No. At this stage in his career, um, maybe if he gets healthier, he'll be able to do some of that. But if he takes one bad hit, I'd be concerned about what it was going to do to him at this stage mm-hmm. of the game. Um, so I'd rather he didn't, uh, but back to Mason, because he's the guy who's actually going to play this week. I think that, you know, a lot like, and I don't think the Steelers are going to make the same mistake. Do you remember the first game versus the Browns when the Browns players were all going, this one's for miles. This one's for miles. Oh yeah. they, They proceeded to go to Pittsburgh and get their asses kicked 38 to seven. Yeah, that one's for Miles. Good for you guys. Um, I think that Mason is, in particular is going to have a chip on his shoulder this week, and he is going to be looking to make plays. I'm not saying he's going to be great because he's Mason, mm-hmm. but I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and maybe do some things and take more chances than he normally does. And as Captain Checkdown, he's taking none, right. and that's been the problem is that he's taking no chances. Defenses know he will take no chances. And so they go right at him. Well, and, and right, one, I think that this, this week yeah. he's going to be a little more fearless, a little more angry, and, you know, maybe the, the offense will generate 14 points. Well, and, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we knew that he had a rapport with James Washington coming out of Oklahoma State. Yeah, but, but what's he done with it? No, no, no. I, I'm just saying we, we knew that going in. I, I, I'm agreeing with you that the potential for him to maybe take a few shots is a little greater now, not just because of Washington, because now I got Claypool, who I, I know is is able to go up and get the ball or maybe, at absolute worst, create defensive pass interference calls. Right. Um, I, you know, it, it would in past years, I would have said the, the, the very um, – uh, blanket statement of, well, we're just going to set up the run here and run the ball, protect the quarterback, and and make sure Mason doesn't you know lose the game for us. We can't run the ball, so he's going to have to make throws on Sunday. There's just no I two ways about it. I don't think that we can make a blanket statement and say we can't run the ball. The reason that we haven't been able to run the ball is yeah. the the Ravens frankly, mm-hmm. Dean Wink Martindale is a very mm-hmm. good defensive coordinator. Yes, he is. He put the blueprint out to beat the Steelers' offense in the second game versus versus the Ravens this year, and everybody's mm-hmm. been copying it ever since. And the way Ben beat it on Sunday was to throw over the box. And when he did, 
it opened up for the run. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. That, that is what Mason has to do. He's got to throw intermediate passes mm-hmm. between the numbers and back the safeties off, back the, the nickel back off so that we don't have eight guys sitting in the box waiting to, to drop our running backs every eight and nine and ten sometimes guys in the box waiting to drop our running back if there's a run play. That's right. been the challenge with with running the ball. That and, yes, frankly, the offensive line is not playing very well. I put very little blame on the failures of the run game on the running backs mm-hmm. or on Randy Finkner. I got to be honest. I don't think the problem with the run game is Randy Finkner. I think it's execution. Yes. Primarily, okay, 90% based on the performance of the offensive line, which has been lackluster, and that's putting it nicely. Uh, The tackles in run blocking, the tackles have been absolutely horrible. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. The guards in the center have been a little better, in particular now with the addition of Dotson. You know, we we talked about that before when Ian was up. Um, And Dotson is (laughs) – Look out. Just get out of the way because he's going to yeah. just barrel you over. Uh, you, you probably shouldn't try and attack that because that kid's coming through. He is going to be a good offensive lineman for the Steelers I, for I a long time. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but, yeah, we've got to have better better run block play from mm-hmm. the tackles. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Mason's got to loosen things up. And and if he does that, we can have at least some success running the ball. You know, if the Steelers can average four yards a carry, that's all they got to do. Four yards. It's respectable. Yeah. They can hang on to the ball. Take it. They can eat the clock. They can move the chains. Mm-hmm. And they can win this game. Yeah, I, I what I don't want to see happen is 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 Mason go out there and have a bunch of three and outs. Uh, our defense yeah. does not need that. Um, we, we have to move the, the sticks. I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, Ian, I, I know you're jumping back in here. We're just talking a little bit about, you know, the decision, obviously the right one that all of us agree on to sit Ben, get him some rest. Um, Absolutely. The and, people and, who thought he should play either weren't alive or weren't aware of what happened in 2008. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand how you could forget that. Uh, well, really Ian, would you like, Ian, would you like to detail that for it was, Yes. Yeah, please do. Please do. Yes. But basically, I, I just want to do the, you know, a, a, a prelog, if you will. That's the wrong word. <laughs> a preface here. Pre- prelog, um, prologue? We had, we had an absolute lock of a Super Bowl contending team that year. We yeah. looked like a killer going into week 16. And then week 17, what happened, Ian? Ben started the game against Cleveland, and Cleveland was well out of it. I mean, oh, the, yes. only, the only thing Cleveland had to play for that year was trying to get Jamal Lewis like over a thousand rushing yards or some crap like that. Like they had yeah. nothing to play for, and uh, Ben got knocked out and was laying on the Heinz Field turf for a long <laughs> ass time, and got carted off the field in yeah. a meaningless Week 17 game. 
thankfully he only had a concussion and i mean i'm not trying to make light of concussions oh, I, I, I know. Yeah. but thankfully it wasn't anything worse than that because anytime someone gets carted off the field it's awful and also thankfully that year we had a bye and right. so the bye week if we had had to play the first playoff week that year there is We'd no way he would have been back yeah um so thankfully we had uh who hit him at play I, I don't remember. Defensive lineman, wasn't it? The, yeah. uh, the interior guy. God, I can see him. I'll have to uh, shoot. I'll have to think about it. I, I want to say it was it, uh, no. To, I, I feel like I'm, it was Cameron Wembley, but I don't think it was. Um, uh, ah, yeah, I'll pull up a roster. Yeah. Um, at yeah, any rate, at any rate, that was ben a good got, learning experience. Off the field. Yes, yeah. and and. You know, thankfully we had a bye and Ben was able to get better. And then we beat San Diego. Obviously, we uh, beat the Ravens in the AFC Championship game yeah. and then beat the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. But if they, we had had to play the first weekend without Ben Roethlisberger, we were. Were, uh, were you at that game, that Cleveland was. game, Ian? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What 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 uh what was going on in the crowd that, at that moment? I can. Only I mean, imagine. it was it was it was dead silent. I mean, you're you know your season flashing before your eyes at that yeah. point in time. Yeah. I mean, you're you know, um, I think I think Byron Leftwich came in and finished the game, and the Steelers wound up winning thirty-one to nothing because the Browns were terrible. Yeah. Um, but the they were like four and twelve that year or something. I mean, they were they were awful. But but <laughs> nevertheless, I mean, you know, you're you're thinking you're you're thinking like holy crap like yeah uh, we yeah. have to go into the playoffs with byron Leftwich starting at quarterback for us and and not ben roethlisberger and it was yeah it was it was it was scary it, it worked out let's just leave it at that yeah it, it uh, did thankfully it did. but that is that is absolutely why you don't even you don't play him you don't play him no 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 um all right guys we're uh we're winding it down here uh pr- prediction time and obviously this is difficult because uh of of mason starting and and we don't yet know who else could be uh standing next to ben roethlisberger uh, you know or, or who might start or play but but not much so it's very very difficult to make a prediction on here but uh ben uh go ahead we'll we'll start with you If Ben is there, what do you check out to get a beer or something? All right. Well, Ian, apparently I'm going to start with you. All right. Uh, that, okay. That's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm going here. to. Oh. oh, okay. All right. Good. I, I went first last week. So Ben, yeah. Go ahead. So Ben, go ahead with your, something happened there. You were breaking up. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Oh, my well, prediction. Yes. Prediction, please. Uh, <clears throat> well, the Browns are favored by 10 and a half right now. Do you guys know that? It's ten and a half. Wow! Ever since the uh, the the Steelers announced that they were going to rest some starters, mm-hmm. and Tomlin was was noncommittal, other than Ben Roethlisberger will right. not play. In fact, what he said is Ben and maybe one or two more guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's he's not. And they, he knows who he's sitting. And but the, he's not the line say. the line literally moved fourteen points. Based upon that press conference, it's amazing yeah. what words will do for the gambler and all of us. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But, I, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. The Browns apparently did open their facility today and and did get a practice in. Um, 
I keep looking for the injury report, and I, I have they, not I seen it yet. They were forced to close it this morning. They were, but then they they opened it late in the afternoon. Okay, all right. Yeah, Just I did not see that. a practice so, report today. Um, Ben didn't practice. There's a shock. Yeah, well, <laughs> is it Wednesday? Oh well. Yeah, uh, he's not going to practice this week, man. No. You know it. No. Um, I. Uh, it's just my gut. Yeah. I just, I just think the Browns are Brownsing their <laughs> their season at the end. I mean, they blew it. They blew it to the fucking one and thirteen Jets last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know whatever wide receivers, yada yada, but the strength of their game is their running game. The strength of their team is their running game. It is. They should have stomped the living shit out of the Browns, and they were down twenty to six at one point. I was like, "What the hell? Where did I that believe, come from?" I believe Mayfield threw it fifty-three times, despite not having any despite of his. Despite not having any wide receivers. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's yeah. so Brownsy. It's yep. just it's so it's so 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 Brownsy. And like I mentioned before, I think Mason's going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I know the defense is going to have a chip on his shoulder. I am concerned that Tomlin is going to say, yeah, Cam and to it, you're not playing because I need right. you guys to playoffs. And if that happens, it's going to kind of mess things up a little bit <sighs> with my prediction here. But I am going to say um, something a little similar to, to where I was last week. I'm going to say Steelers 24, Browns 21. And, okay. and the Browns are – the Browns will have been knocked out of the playoffs. They will have played Pittsburgh with the playoffs on the line and lost to a backup quarterback two years in a row, which is peak Browns. Peak Indeed Browns. it is. Indeed it is. Uh, Ian, your prediction, sir. Okay, before I get to my predictions, I looked it up, and yeah. Ben was – in that 2008 game sandwiched between Willie McGinnis and Dequell Jackson and laid on the turf for 15 minutes before being carted off. 15? 15, It's a nearly, the article says lay on the turf for nearly 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, he Uh, should definitely play this week, Ian. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Get him out there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, the the other note from the, the ESPN article is, you know, classic Troy. Pro Bowl safety Troy Palmolo was determined to play until the end, sneaking onto the field after Tomlin thought yes! he had pulled him. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Going into the huddle. You're out. <laughs> I did forget about that. That was awesome. I did. That's right. That was that was oh. also Romeo Cornell's last game as Brown's head coach. There have been a lot of, of Brown's coaches who've been fired after their last game versus the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. there have, have like immediately. Played. A lot of them yeah. during the middle of the season. A lot, a lot of them on the bus ride home. I, I mean, don't yes. get yeah. that. It's like, oh, okay, and I, I am not saying – it is funny, okay, but I'm not saying the Browns were right to fire all those coaches because – I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Stefanski's not a bad coach, and I, I don't think he's going to get fired. He's done a fine job. I think he's done a fine Finally job. By any stretch yep. of the imagination. But there have been a lot of coaches where it's like a knee-jerk reaction with the Browns. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, one and done. Bye, you got to go. Which reminds yeah. me, Ian, 
Yes. Browns are not going to fire their coach this year. You probably should set a calendar reminder to change your furnace filter. <laughs> Usually you do it whenever they fire a coach. That is true. That's right. That is true. Um, the, and, and you know, you're, you're right that Stefanski has not been bad, but no, let's also, let's also, you know, not, uh, not, you know, cut corners here that the Browns are the only team in the AFC mm-hmm. that has a winning record and a negative point differential. Somehow they are <laughs> 10 and five and have a negative 13 point differential. What the they, fuck is that about? <laughs> well, they got blown out by us. They got blown out by the Ravens. By Baltimore. They, they have a bunch of really close wins over really bad teams where bad teams just couldn't yeah. stop the run at the end of the game. Um if you remember, the Cowboys nearly stormed back on them. For yes, big yes. The Jaguars only lost the, to them by two. The the I Jaguars only know. lost by two. The Texans only lost to them by three. Um, the so they've they've had some some close, a lot of really close wins, and their their win over the Giants two weeks ago, the, the fourteen point win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think tied their biggest victory of the season. They had a 14-point win over Washington early in the year. Yeah. Um, and I think those are their only two wins by uh, by double digits. double digits. Yeah. So, um, you know, they've they've had a lot of close calls against bad teams that they've basically closed out at the end because the other team couldn't stop the run, and the run mm-hmm. is what they do well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Cleveland is, I mean, if, you want to talk about an overrated good team, um, you know, having a, a negative point differential and being plus five in wins is uh, is is really a candidate for a, a regression to the mean kind of thing. Yeah, um, next season, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your prediction for Sunday? So, yeah. all right, my my prediction is Steelers twenty to seventeen. Uh, we have surprisingly not had any games this season either for or against come down to a uh last second field goal either for us or against no. us so i kind of uh, feel like we're titans is that the one Tit- that we titans, yeah they would have tied though that was that's right they would have tied you're right. you're right yeah we, we haven't had a a game winning field goal attempt nope. i'll say nope. um so so yeah i kind of feel like we're due for a game like that and um yeah, why not? Twenty to seventeen Steelers. Mason Rudolph can join the likes of uh, Landry Jones and Doc Hodges of backup quarterbacks <laughs> that have uh, Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, yeah, I, I like the way you guys are going. You both have three point wins. Uh, I, I will I will also go that way as well. I'll say uh, Steelers eighteen to fifteen. Ooh. I have no idea why I'm choosing such weird numbers. But um, it just kind of part three golf course. Well, it just kind of has a feel to me where you're going to see field goals, maybe a a two point conversion here or there. You know, teams get desperate. What do you know? Uh, So that that's what I'll say. And and yes, uh, Mason will will get his his revenge, if you will. So. All right. Uh, Thanks to uh, Ellie for joining us in the beginning. uh, And and thanks to you, the listeners and everything else. And uh, we hope everybody has a great new year. And and believe me, we we are all very, very glad to put 2020 in the rearview mirror. 
um, for for any yeah. number of reasons, any number of reasons. And uh, please be safe and healthy and all that good stuff if you're going out. And, uh, well, let's just say having a good time tomorrow night. Um, just uh, do the right things, and, and uh, that way you can be back to listen to the show next week. We, we just don't want to lose any listeners. That wouldn't be good. Um, anyway, so for uh, Ben and for Ian, this is Steel Dead signing off on the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast. Presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck.